0: I want to give a massive, I I guess, shout out, but also just massive amounts of love towards – it's a fan from Colorado Springs. Um, She's just been amazing to me, amazing online presence. Um, Annie Kaufman, uh, she is like one of the members of Trailheads who are with Switchbacks and She has recently been diagnosed with cancer. So if people, if all, hey, all you Legion fans, all you non-Legion fans, whoever you are, go out to Twitter, go to at Annie, it is at A-N-N-I-E-C-O-S-P-G-S. And just tell her, hey, thoughts and prayers with you thinking about you um i annie's awesome uh <laughs> wonderful interactions and i hope nothing but the best for her um so hey annie if you're listening to this for some reason um hi i hope you're doing okay i, I hope just the absolute best for you and i hope that your recovery goes well and you kick the crap out of cancer. But for now, on to the rest of the episode. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Kaylor Hodges. I'm hoping you're having a great, great day. So I'm coming with you with another episode uh, talking about a little pre-match preview. I was unable to get somebody from tormenta um to come on the show i was uh in talks uh to try to get one of the players on but you know some things fell through which is hey that's totally fine um if somebody from tormenta is listening to this hey listen no big deal life happens i mean listen everybody who normally listens to me knows that like (laughs) i it happens like i i lose track of time i do all sorts of crap um but hey I'm excited about this one. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you're like, there's nothing on the schedule right now for Legion. Um, so right now, there's a little cup competition called the U.S. Uh, Open Cup. Uh, the Lamar Hunt Open Cup, actually. Um, actually. Um, and basically, Legion are tied with Tormenta, South Georgia Tormenta. Um, this is a really, really exciting match. And there's a bit of history between Birmingham and this team before. And if you're a relatively new uh, Birmingham fan, right, a Legion fan who maybe wasn't around for the Hammers days, or maybe you were around for the Hammers days, but you just weren't around for this match, back in 2018, Birmingham, then the Hammers, took on Tormenta. That was Tormenta too, back in the PDL days, right? And... Let me tell you, this was one of those matches that, I mean, Birmingham that year was quite decent. They weren't world beaters. I think they ended up finishing fourth, if I remember correctly. But there's a specific match that happened uh, in Birmingham where Tormenta was going on to win the league. They came to Birmingham. All they needed was a win. All they needed was three points to win the league um, and they came to Birmingham and they were doing just that and they came in, they scored a goal and then the hammers get one back. It's one, one. And as the match went on the, you know, the better talent on the pitch shown through and Tormenta ends the match three, one. So you're wondering, well, what's the history here? It just sounds like, okay, they won the league on our own turf. What happened is immediately after the match, it ended. So, you can find replays somewhere, I'm sure. But, as soon as the match ends, so I think there was a goal kick, I'm not remembering entirely, but all I remember is that there was a header in the middle of the pitch, and two players go up, a Hammers player and a Tormenta player, and this was the match that, I mean, in this match, I mean, it was a little bit chippy, but nothing too extreme, And Hammer's player was on the floor, so was Tormenta player. Well, the Tormenta player, lo and behold, just as he's getting up, shoves the Hammer's player's head straight into the ground. And as we're booing him and, like, there's a little, you know, kerfuffle happening on the pitch, said player looks at the supporter section, you know, then the brigade, and it's now the brigade and Elton Ultra's um started showing us the 3-1 the 3-1 that's the score line as a host of i think it was about 200 tormenta fans made the trip i mean hey shout out to tormenta fans like they will show up i hope the guy who paints his face like a uh, was it are they albus is that an albus i think um i think anyway um <laughs> like they have some hardcore fans so this ended up being a pretty chippy match. You know, several members of the supporter section for the Hammers, you know, went down and just waited for those guys to go by and waited for that player and started chanting at them, calling them Dirty Birds and the Dirty Birds from Georgia. And I'm going to be honest with you, that it kind of stuck with me. I really don't like Tormenta because of that. And I've since had conversations with their front office and, you know, some of their players and all that kind of stuff um, through, you know, doing the USL show. um, Hashtag ad, I guess. Um, (laughs) But, it, you know, they're actually pretty good people. But it was really, really funny that, you know, we get this tie because for a lot of, Oh, I think for a lot of players, or for a lot of fans, right, a lot of us who have been around for a while, this is kind of the match, at least for me, I was wanting. Because, like, we get a chance. This is a lower league team, right? This is a team that is in USL League One. Now, I want to get to that in a moment, right? But this is our best chance, theoretically, to go on to this next round, to go on to the, what would that be, the... The fourth round, the fourth round of the US Open Cup, and almost guarantee a tie with an MLS team. That's great. That's awesome. And not just that, there is real history here. Now, we could have gotten uh, Chattanooga, which there's a little bit of history there too, but I really don't feel any way about them. And we could have gotten a tie against Atlanta United, but we, I mean, frankly, we've already seen that this year, and that. I wanted to see something different. I'm very excited about this being Tormenta. Now, if you're here to listen to, to like, well, what about this Tormenta team? Tell me about Tormenta. Well, okay, so this Tormenta side is very different from the one we saw last year. If you follow Tormenta last year, they were just – I mean, they were fun to watch. Every single match they played in it felt like was a 5-4 game. They didn't have much of a defense, but by golly, they could score – um, and they sold almost all of those key players. And I know that sounds like, uh, well, you know, whatever they sold their players. Keep in mind what that means. They sold vertical or they sold up, right? Which means they were selling to the US cell. they were selling to MLS. They were selling to MLS next. Um, there was talent there. And the crazy part is, is that they still have a lot of talent. If I've heard correctly, if my little birdies <laughs> get it, um, <laughs> have told me correctly, they sold close to a million dollars in players this off season. That's massive. And listen, they're sitting in ninth right now. They only have one point, but they've only played two matches in the league so far. You know, there's only so much you can take away from that. But they beat Chattanooga or Chattanooga. Whoops! They beat Charleston Battery one nil, and that was a crazy match in of itself. It got postponed twice because of a storm, which is funny because I'm pretty sure tormenta literally means like the like a storm. Like I get, the, I think they're like the hurricanes or something. I don't, I don't know. I I'm sure it's Spanish. Um, my Spanish is okay, but i'm just going to, i'm going to look it up right now before i look like an absolute fool literally just mean storm Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless it um but uh, you know it got delayed by a storm which was kind of funny but they beat charleston and they didn't just beat charleston they beat charleston away and you know charleston held a lot of the possession but don't let that fool you and this is another one that's hey how many times have I said on this show, stats don't matter, right? Um, if you listen to this last episode, um okay, I want to talk about this last episode at the end of the at the end of this episode, so we'll get there. But um stats are really meaningless, but they can show you patterns. They can show you how a team plays. Maybe not necessarily which was the better team though. Chatt- or Chattanooga, why, did, why is Chattanooga on the brain? I really don't know. Charleston held almost 60% of the ball. But, I mean, Tormenta, for everything that Tormenta is, and this is something that you see in the league too, when they take shots, they are almost always on net. They may not always be threatening. But here's the thing. The ball is never going to have a chance to go in the net if you don't put it on net. They had 12 shots against... Uh, Charleston. I didn't say Chattanooga that time. Um, <laughs> seven of them were on target. Seven of them were on frame. Meanwhile, Charleston only had ten shots, and only three of them were on frame. Tormenta ended up winning this match 1-0 thanks to uh, Arthur, uh, I think it's Bosa, um, I believe. And, I mean, it was just a solid performance. I, I will say, though, if you look at this match... A one 0 score line for Tormenta is very flattering towards Charleston. Their keeper, uh, Farrow, I think it's how you pronounce his name, Faro. Um, he was ridiculous. He kept them in that match for a long time. Had some great plays, uh, several like just diving shots or diving saves in there, and. This isn't to say Tormenta is a poor finishing team. More or less, this match very well could have been Um, uh, 3-0. It's ridiculous. And you can look at it and say, well, they played a a rotated side, whatever. Um, I don't care. Chances are Legion might be throwing out a rotated side too. And Tormenta kind of bossed them they completely destroyed them um they have some great players uh pablo chara uh or is it hara i think it's chara um he had a great match as well he did what he had to do the back line was great um specific player i wanted to kind of point out here was joshua phelps If you look at Mob, he didn't have a great match. But I kind of have a fun thing with Joshua Phelps. Number five, Joshua Phelps. He's an Aussie. um, And he's been playing for Tormenta since 2017. He was actually at the match I talked about at the top of the show. He played all 90 minutes of that match. And he was their first ever professional signing. Joshua Phelps was their first ever professional signing. And if you look at the pitch, he is the professional out there the way he carries himself the way he organized the back line if you look at his stats you say he had a you know he didn't play that well he had an okay game but i would argue for you to watch the film and and you notice just how much of an impact he had on this match just the entire time he was in there just communicating talking relaying information very very impressive stuff coming out from the uh, Aussie, I think he's like 28, 29 he's been around the block for a little bit, you know and that's what I want to get to a lot of this team, there is a real dichotomy of youth because there's something that Tormenta does amazingly, and it is playing their kids, they know when to play guys that come from their academy, and honestly I hope Legion do that And you might actually see a few of these guys make appearances that if you went to the academy uh, matches uh, for Legion last year, a few of those guys are on this team. And that was a good team. Granted, Legion slaughtered them in that match. That was awesome to watch. But I'm talking about this youth. They have experience, man. Like, they have so much experience out there, so much football experience, that w- coming into the season, looking at the League One, exper- uh, League One season, right, a lot of people were like, uh-oh, Tormenta just sold the heart and soul of this team. Like, they just got rid of all their players. They just t- chill out. This is not suddenly an inexperienced team. This is not suddenly just some young team. There are some players here that have been around the block. So... Anyway, let's look a little bit at their league matches, right? They have some noble results. And one of them is this uh, Union Omaha, who are the defending champions of League One um, and South Georgia Tormenta. Um, it was a nil-nil draw, but I would say that South Georgia was a bit unfortunate to come away from this match um Without any, without three points. Um, And I think it was the 73rd, 74th minute. Joshua Phelps, the guy I just mentioned, um, gets a red card, straight red. Um, It definitely deserved. (laughs) Um, Definitely deserved. But up until that point, I mean Tormenta was controlling the pace of this game and this is again the defending champions granted they don't have all the same players they had from last year but this is not a bad this is not a bad Omaha team I mean overall I would say that Tormenta has suffered from I want to call it the legion effect of they get their chances and they just missed them and that scares me <laughs> cuz This is a quality team that has quality players. And I'm a little bit afraid to see what maybe they will do if they find it. You know? Like, again, this is one of those situations of you're going to look at everything. You're going to look at their league performances and say, well, they haven't scored yet. They've only scored one goal in three matches. I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> um, one of those matches was against North Carolina FC, which if you want anything to note there, um, that's where Jaden Cervania is. By the way, he had a banger in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, just an absolute thunder. Um, but Tormenta just bossed them for most of this match. Almost 75% possession. Again, possession doesn't matter, but I feel like that's notable. They had, you know, 14 shots. Only four were on target, though. Again, they just were not clinical enough. And this is one of those situations where I am just scared that they are suddenly just going to find it, you know? And this team has the ability to do that. I mean, at the very end of the match, there was was a chance for uh, Jake uh, Dengler. Who he had a chance to at least come away with some points and just you know push the ball wide, but I think there is I think there's a lot to be afraid of here. Um, uh, Bosa or Bosua? Oh, uh, what have I been saying? Bosa, Bosua. Um, he's a great player. Uh, Phelps again, a fantastic player. Uh, can't talk highly, highly of him enough. One player I think that you should look out for, uh, one guy is Gabriel De Freitas. Um he is kind of a right mid for them. Um just a really good player, had really nice passing. Uh, uh granted, we only have 3 matches to really work with here. Um not exactly the biggest, you know, pool, but Everything that I've seen from him, he kind of he can go into that like defensive mid or like that holding mid kind of like an Anderson say do, um, and but he can also just go into the middle of the park. He can go out wide. He's very versatile, and I guess the best way I can he is kind of like their version of Bruno Lapa. He can kind of just do it all. Maybe an Anderson Isidu with a little bit more of a defensive mindset, but he's, I would say his passing is a little bit more similar to Bruno. And this is a really, really quality team. And I'm not saying all this. And I, granted, I said this against Southern Stars, SC, or, yeah, uh, Southern State. Oh, my gosh, I'm so – Southern States, SC, Stars. Golly. It's been a minute since I've had to say that. And here's the thing, even though we beat them 3 1, I don't think I was wrong. I think they had a lot of great players, and I think they were a little bit unfortunate uh, at some points for them to come away um, with only scoring one goal. That said, I do think that they were a bit fortunate to (laughs) only have three scored on them. So it kind of is what it is, but they have great players. They have really great players, and I've been very impressed with what I've seen. They have zero goals uh, so far this season. But that doesn't mean it's not coming, right? Last year, they were racking in the goals. That's just kind of what they did. They scored. They scored a lot. And you kind of see that they would create some chances. They weren't exactly good at creating chances, but they also were really good at creating something out of nothing. And something to kind of note too: this team is really good at um I w I won't say play dirty, but being a bit of it housers. <laughs> you get what I mean? Um they were I mean, I I think that you guys will be shocked um to see how good Tormenta is. I think last year if you look at their points I don't think it's really reflective of how good they were. Um and one of my good friends Brandon Mays, which by the way, if you want to learn a little bit more about Tormenta and League One, Brandon Mays is fantastic. He does uh I think he is his uh, Twitter is USL League One Review. He basically does the same thing that John Morrissey of USL Tactics does. And his stuff is great and he said it like Tormenta really underplayed or were just really unlucky. So, I don't know. Something to consider. I really liked what I saw from them last year. Um, and I think this year they have the potential to they had the potential to beat Legion. There. I said it. I said it. Um, that said, is it likely? I don't know. And I think legion need this match to get on track i don't care how this match we win i don't care if it's a one nil a two nil i don't care if it is five to four okay i might be a little bit frustrated but i don't care we need a win we need it and i think against a league one team this is our best opportunity get it granted you could have also said the thing with uh Chattanooga, because we beat them this summer, I think. Um, but Or this summer, wow. During this preseason. I don't know why I thought summer, pre- whatever. <laughs> um, I think you could have said Nisa, we could have beaten that as well. But I think the worst thing that could have happened was Atlanta United. And I think if we get a win here, we're almost guaranteeing ourselves to play an MLS squad I think the worst thing that could happen is maybe if we end up playing a. um, If we end up playing a USL team like a Louisville or a Rowdies, right? Or if we end up playing an MLS next. Sorry, Caleb. Uh, But. um, uh, Or like a St. Louis too, right? I think that might be one of the worst things that could be for us because. I mean, St. Louis too could beat us. I think next, if we win, we should be looking at hosting MLS at home. I think that is the dream, and I think that's what we should be aiming for. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I did say though, in the middle of this, I was going to talk about last episode. (laughs) Um, Last episode, I was a bit off the rails. (laughs) um i i recorded it before i made any notes i recorded it before um i you know i i was very emotional obviously and i was dragged a little bit by detroit city supporters hey Again, if you guys are listening to this, the Detroit City people, um, thank you for the listens. (laughs) And for the most part, like a lot of people were very good sports about it. For the most part, it was very much just, you know, it posting, Um, which I don't mind. It was some of it was pretty funny. Um, People who were clipping, it was more than just one guy, but there were people clipping it, things I said and deeming it to me. And I was like, you know, I forgot I said that. (laughs) <laughs> I've listened to that episode now so many times just based off people sending it to me <laughs> but um, I'm not proud of that episode, I'm still not I know a lot of people said they wanted more ranty K-ler, um, which isn't a bad thing and I think it has it's time and place but I also want to come from the point of view that I I almost want to look at Legion like a neutral party, like someone who is just watching this team for the first time or who is coming from, you know, someone who has no rooting interest. And that's kind of the approach I want to take. Um, Part of that is because, you know, I do want to do this one day. I want to do this and make a living doing media and I feel like just being an overbiased fan who gets mad about everything is not the way to do it. But that said, situations like, you know, Detroit, where we were the better team and we didn't come away with anything, I think that was a bit of a tipping point. And for fans, uh, from the response I got from it, I might use this word wrong, but I think. Um, I think a lot of fans, you know, really resonate with them. A lot of things that I was saying. And I even got some DMs from Detroit city supporters that were like, you know, Hey, we're just kind of, you know, busting you a little bit, but you know, the the things that you were saying were right. You were just yelling about it, (laughs) you know? Um, And it's, it's very frustrating but I think and I I know there are people in the front office who listen to this. There are players who listen to this. Um I want it to be known I still support Legion with my whole heart. I'm not going to be one of those that, you know, we if we start playing bad that I'm gonna go away and move on to quote unquote greener pastures. I mean S C Birmingham is playing amazing. I I want to cover FC Birmingham with all the you know ability that I can, but you know Legion were still my number one when it comes to Birmingham. I mean, I still love FC Cincinnati, but I love Legion more. And I never thought I'd say that, but I think that's also kind of where last week's frustration or this couple days ago's frustration stems from, is that I love this team. I love the players. I love the front office. Everybody has been so good to me. Um, And I don't want people to think, well, the players don't care. The front office doesn't care. They freaking care, man. I've had conversations with so many of them, specifically players. And they love this city. They love this town. I mean, there's been this big thing going on with the USFL, right? And some people are – I know, like, I'm pretty vocal on the old Twitterverse. Um, You see me saying, like, don't you dare say that, you know, USFL is going to kill Legion, right? (laughs) But that's more than just one account having that conversation. There's a lot of people having that conversation. And to which I will say there have been players for, I think, the Stallions who have said, Birmingham sucks. I hate the city. It's, uh, you know, I'm glad to play football, but I hate Birmingham. I hate Birmingham. We haven't publicly heard that from players. In fact, there are a lot of players who I've talked to that said that Birmingham's kind of one of their favorite places they played, and it's not just for the ownership. Birmingham, you know, you can get a lot of the big city things and still get a little bit of that small-town feel for a lot of People who might be coming from bigger areas, right? And to which I'll say, these players play their hearts out for us. And the ones who don't, the ones who don't play for us, the ones that don't fit in the culture, believe you me, they are gone. There are absolutely players who played for the Legion who did not fit within the culture here, whether it's the culture of Birmingham or the culture of the Legion, and they were gone. This front office is serious about winning, and I think we do need to remember that. That said, we need to start seeing goals. We need to start seeing, you know, more results. Last year, we could grind out games because our defense was amazing and we have the same exact defense that we did last year so you can question what's going on i think there's been some slight tactical changes to try to get more goals and the goals just aren't here and unfortunately in the usl it's really hard to get goals and not let in goals and i guess that's any league but you know even some of the best teams in the usl still have that problem so Hold on, Legion fans. It's they're coming. Goals are coming. Um Don't lose the faith. I have may have started. I may have started panicking a little bit. But don't be like me. <laughs> do as I say and not as I do. If that makes sense. <laughs> oh man. I just want to just take the last few little minutes here to say I love this. I love doing this episode. These doing these episodes. Um, school is hard for me. I'm. I've had a lot of personal life things happen that I've been struggling with. Um, for people who don't know, I've been long distance from my fiance for almost a year now, and it's been one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Um, I'm just never been good at school. Just to be frank. I've been a really. I'm a. I would say I'm a good worker and I study and I do all the dang things, but school just doesn't come easily to me. So these last few months have been a major grind of, you know, trying to plan a wedding, trying to plan when I want to see my fiance next, trying to plan how to pass classes. Um, Doing this podcast and writing articles have given me a healthy outlet to focus on something that's not that. So for, All of the people that listen to this, for the people who are still here, um, thank you for letting me live a little bit of my dream. Um, Hopefully, we can make something of it and keep doing the dang thing. And you know what? If I don't, that's okay because, I mean, hey, we're doing it now, and I'm doing something that I love. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so, so much, and until well, actually, no, that's not true. Um, I'm going to cut this to the beginning of the episode, but I'm also going to reiterate this um, here at the end. So, if you've listened from the beginning to the end, you are going to give you're going to hear this twice. I want to give a massive, I, I guess, shout out, but also just massive amounts of love towards. Um, It's a fan from Colorado Springs. Um, She's just been amazing to me, um, amazing online presence. Um, Annie Kaufman, uh, she is like one of the members of Trailheads who are with Switchbacks. And she has recently been diagnosed with cancer. So if people, if all, hey, all you Legion fans, all you non- Legion fans, whoever you are, go out to Twitter, go to at Annie. It is at A-N-N-I-E-C-O-S-P-G-S. And just tell her, hey, thoughts and prayers with you, thinking about you. Um, I Annie's awesome, uh, <laughs> wonderful interactions, and I hope nothing but the best for her. Um, So, hey, Annie, if you're listening to this for some reason, um, hi, I hope you're doing okay. I I hope just the absolute best for you, and I hope that your recovery goes well and you kick the crap out of cancer. But for now, on to the rest of the episode, if you're listening to this beginning, and if you're listening to this at the end, thank you so much much for listening it means the absolute world to me um again um and until next time guys keep hammering on